0: Stella Belafonte here, and thank you for joining me at my table on this Tuesday for another tasty top pick. We're going to have an appetizer because I'm greedy, then there's the main course, which is what brought you here in the first place, and we'll end things with a sweet dessert. Boy, have I ever. I hope you're hungry. Enjoy. Enjoy. Stella Belafonte here, and yes, I am a day late and definitely more than a dollar short for today's tasty topic. I was having a very, very fucked up shitty day, and um, regarding my health, actually, I'm not going to say playing hooky from work, I'm not going to work today, because uh, again, I had a really fucked up day health-wise, and you know what, I don't care to talk about it. I'll talk about that during another Tasty Topic, but I am going to let you all, my tasters, in on a, a phrase that I have coined. It's called Miss Sophia Syndrome, and I'm going to give you a little bit of background. I've never heard anyone use the term, but I'm going to apply it to me and black women. And basically, I feel like Miss Sophia Syndrome is what a lot of us suffer and experience. Just being in pain, being in poor health, not feeling good, and just not complaining about it and working through it because we're worried about all the wrong shit, worried about everything except living. So, again, I don't care to get into the details, but I really felt fucked up today. And I'm actually sitting here enjoying a bottle of wine. Yes, that is today's aperitif. I am sipping on a bottle of... Well, glass after glass until I kill this bottle of Apophic Inferno. So the brand is Apophic and it's Inferno. It's a red blend, 15.9% alcohol content. I'm getting a smooth, nice little feeling from it. And as far as the taste, very full body, robust red. And... As far as the aroma, nice and darkly fruity, yummy. And I needed this today because I was feeling down. Like Miss Sophia said, I was feeling mighty low. And I'm up now. So one of the biggest reasons I'm up, I'm still getting birthday gifts. Old as I am, I consider myself a little spoiled. I guess, you know, being a tourist woman, we, we do like beautiful things. Beautiful things. And I just opened up a package from my babe down south cousin, Pamela. She sent me a gorgeous apron with my logo on the front in beautiful gold script. A black apron with black frilly trim and in gold letters, it says Stella Belafonte. Again, that is from my gorgeous, beautiful, thick, bubbly wonderful cousin pants and um i love you judy thank you so much you inspired me because i was actually wallowing in my bullshit and i wasn't going to upload another tasty topic i probably was going to do another um episode about needing a mental health break and then you know what when i opened my package i said bitch fuck that shit talk now let me tell you what's going on with stella I had someone ask me if it's brain freeze or, you know, I guess what you would call, what would be called writer's block for writers, and that's not my problem. I have so much content. I really have plenty of content. My issue is, first of all, I'm doing this alone. I don't really get guests. I have people who say that they want to be a guest to Tasty Topics, and it just somehow never happens so a lot of times because you know this is still pretty new to me and I still got on training wheels when it comes to this whole podcasting thing I feel like when I'm doing my tasty topics it's like I'm in a room alone at home eating drinking and I feel like I'm talking to myself but I'm not really talking to myself I'm talking to my Taster is my audience and I have to keep that in mind. I'm talking to you all old tree So anyway, I am sipping this apothic, and it's so delicious Oh one thing I learned I don't know if you all when you first started drinking and trying to be grown Did you all used to fill your wine glasses all the way to the top? I think it took me until about maybe two years ago to stop doing that at first I was like you know am I the only one who does that you don't have to do that you feel it about midway and then you savor the deliciousness until your bottle is done so anyway today's tasty topic is going to be about dating again and the reason why I'm focusing on dating and love and romance so much lately. It's the season. Spring is almost out of here. We're rolling into summer. You know, it's vacation season. And I actually was messaging with a girlfriend of mine today who's newly single, not divorced, but newly out of a relationship. And we were having a conversation via text about not Putting all our eggs in one basket when it comes to men. And that's what today's tasty topic is about. And in honor of my beautiful cousin who sent me my gorgeous birthday gift, my Stella Belafonte apron. Today's episode is going to be called Date Them All. Teaching our girls how to date. Let's take it back to the beginning. I feel like as black women, a lot of times we aren't taught how to date. That's something that I feel like overall, for at least for black American women, we got to take the L when it comes to that. I am 45 years old and I got to be honest. I don't think I was ever taught how to properly date or navigate my way through the dating world. And I guess, you know, as a black woman, you know, we we get caught up so much in the everyday, living and and, and raising children and making sure that everybody's clean and fed and going to school and not dropping out and not getting in trouble and, you know, making a, a, a good way for yourself out here. And we're so busy preparing our daughters for adulthood and how to pay rent and bills and mortgage and car notes and shit. But we're not preparing our girls' hearts for heartbreak, for romance, for sex. And I guess, you know, a question might be asked, well, how do you do that? And it can be done. Even though I'm not a mother, I'll tell you this much, I know what kind of auntie and godmother I promise to be. And I am going to be the auntie and the godmother that I wish... I would have had. Not saying that the women in my family didn't love me. They did love me and they had good intentions. But I feel like they again came from the era of. Keep your legs closed. Don't don't be out here messing around. And don't come home pregnant. And I feel like if that's what you're going on with your girls. What are we going to gain from that? You know when you. Teach your girls that dating is something that just happens once you're old enough. You know, I heard that a lot when I'm young. You ain't grown or wait until you get some age on you. Stop trying to be fast. Stop trying to grow up so fast. And um, it sounds good. But you can't tell your young black daughters to sit down, keep their legs closed, and not be fast not in these New York City streets, look, not in these North Carolina streets, or these Virginia streets, or up and down these Alabama roads, not when our black girls are out here thick, or slim, or tall, and lean and beautiful, or short and curvy, and these men and these young fellas are looking, and they're lurking, and they want to sample, and they want to indulge, and if the only thing you're instilling in your daughters is sit still, keep your legs closed, don't come home pregnant, you got problems on your hand. And I feel like our community is a mess of problems. I am still overcoming the trauma from being taught that that's what it was about. Just sit down, keep your legs closed, don't make a name for yourself, and you'll be all right. Because it's bullshit, you're not all right. What happens with that type of thinking and that method of raising your girls, I feel like a lot of sneaking happens. A lot of sneak fucking, connecting, and what happens is when you're doing a lot of sneaking because you know that you don't have any business or you're told that if you did certain things you're going to end up in trouble keep a lot of shit to yourself from mistreatment to pregnancy to stds to heartbreak to actual depression because of what you told you shouldn't be doing instead of being told how to do it or what to do when you get into it so let's take it back to what i said initially how to date. I wish to God that our young women, young black women, would be taught that dating is a good thing, that it's okay. You don't have to settle down with the first boy. I'm going to keep it real raw this episode. Let me sip some wine. Look, again, Apoptic Inferno. The first boy that sucks your titties or sticks his fingers in you doesn't have to be your man. Um, You don't need to settle down forever with the nigga that broke your virginity or stole your virginity. And I always thought that there was so many, so much violation in, in those terms. You know what else I always wondered? Do other races of women, women from other backgrounds ethnically say that when it comes to their first time having sex? Do they refer to it as getting their virginity broken or taken from them or stolen? And then, ah, the ultimate term that I always hated as a uh, young girl and to this day, that shit about getting your cherry busted. I remember when I was... Young and I was ready to explore because I was hot in the ass. Yep, look, another term that we throw on ourselves as black woman. Oh, she's hot in the ass. All hot in the ass meant is that I was developed and boys like me. And I wanted to know what it was all about. But um being hot in the ass, I was so fearful of getting my cherry busted. You know, we get hear so much mythology about sex. As far as um, Yeah Fucking and scrolling Oh you gonna bust your cherry You gonna bleed all over the place Y'all I was so scared That my first time having sex It was gonna feel like Somebody stabbed me Between my legs And I was gonna bleed out Like I was on my period For a week And you know what That didn't happen But had i been more prepared A I might not have had sex so early And I might not have gone into it With so many fears um also again you know you can't just send your daughters your beautiful daughters out into these mean streets telling them hey just keep your legs closed and don't fuck nobody and don't come home pregnant because it's a lot of temptation out here i swear to god growing up in brooklyn new york yo if you read any urban novel those a lot of those books are not exaggerated. I know people probably read those books and say, I know all that shit wasn't going on. Or who does that? Who does it? Us. Us city girls. Us girls um, from these urban areas. Especially us 70s babies. Man, you had your parents telling you, don't mess with boys and don't come home pregnant. But how do you prevent that when you are, like I was, walking around these streets 12 and 13 years old with titties and ass and hips and thighs and big lips and... Dimples and You know sassy and bubbly And fun and you got I grew up in the crack era Do you know how many crack dealers were running around There were boys out here 21 and 22 years old Driving around in Mercedes benzes and BMW's Pulling up on our young asses Trying to get up and you know what In all the excitement And and looking at all the glitz And the glam of it A lot of us girls got up And I feel like maybe we wouldn't have gotten so involved with these types of men if we were taught how to navigate our way through these streets again. Instead of telling your girls that boys are bad and men ain't shit, tell them the truth. Like, I don't get along with my mother. And, you know, in light of Mother's Day coming up, she really was terrible When it came to talking to me about boys, you know, she referred to men as those things with three legs. But you know what's funny? I can recall my mother loving those things with three legs. That's another thing I want us to take accountability for. You can't stand in your daughters and little sisters and cousins and nieces' faces calling men niggers and things with three legs and all of these disgusting names when you're getting caught in closed door sessions with these things with three legs or you're always seen crying and fighting over these things with three legs and these are the things that I experienced you know I was told that you know men were disgusting and, and that they were dogs and I had no business messing with them especially when I was young you know as a black girl when you're young you just ain't supposed to be doing shit you're supposed to walk around with blinders on and a lock between your legs and a um, what did they call it a chastity belt. So that these men can't get next to you. And let me tell you something. Stella Belafonte is here to let you know. Chastity belt my ass. These men out here in these streets are walking around with the key. So um, I'm going to take it back to sex. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine years ago. Her daughter had just become a teenager and they were having a group session in her house with her friends and they were talking about boys and sex came up and one of the topics was you don't need to be having sex anyway that's something again that we are taught as young black women you shouldn't be having sex and that you ain't gonna know what you're doing and at the first time it's gonna hurt and for a while you ain't even gonna know what you're doing because it hurts so bad That's bull motherfucking shit. I call shenanigans on that. How about this? In this new millennium, in this 21st century that we're in, let's stop telling our young women that sex is terrible and that it hurts so bad. Prep your girls talk to your girls when they are 13 and 14 years old and then meeting young boys who are 16 and 17 who are out here fucking like they are 30 and and like they went to school for it because stella is here to tell you my first sexual experiences in my very young teens um i had some terrible moments but they weren't all terrible Honestly, by age 14 and 15, I was experiencing sex that was so good that I didn't know what to do with myself. I had a boyfriend that was dicking me down so great when I was fucking 15 years old that I got left back. I'll tell everybody, Jodice and good dick is the reason why I got left back in the ninth grade. Me and this young man would actually cut school to lay up. And fuck, while his mother was at work. And we was doing grown-up fucking too. I'm talking about we would cut school and this is before they were delivering food to the house we would order food like call a chinese restaurant across the street go pick it up bring it in the house look we was taking baths and showers together laying up playing a C tape having sex all day like that's what happens in my opinion when you tell your girls that they ain't got no business fucking and they need to keep their legs closed and they don't need to be doing it and don't come home pregnant well Also, um, regarding this whole topic of Roe versus Wade in 2022 and the abortion laws um, being demolished and destroyed before our very eyes, I want to give a concession. That's exactly what I did. I sure came home pregnant and thank God for abortion rights, because I know for a fact that at 15 years old, I was not ready to be anybody's mother. I asked God to forgive me, and, you know, I wash it out of my heart as much as I can, but I wasn't ready. But I feel like if I had been told better or was able to have real conversations with the adult women around me, that I may not have gotten myself in a jam like that, where I wouldn't have even ended up pregnant at 15 years old. Let's rewind back to my friend. Again, she was saying that she's single and she feels so good and so free. And one thing that I was taught by one of my favorite aunts is that as a young girl, you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket with men. You definitely shouldn't. If you are not indebted, To some man I I use that word a lot And sometimes You know what One day I said I'm going to look up The word indebted Because that's one Of my favorite words I think I know What it means But it may not mean Like I think It's too heavy For what I mean sometimes But again Okay You shouldn't feel So locked down By a man That you lose yourself Especially when you're young There's no reason To just only Be with one man one soul you know trying to force these soul ties from your your, your teens through your 20s I I just feel like again we should be taught today we should be taught not to judge label and also when I say date like really date like they do on TV let me tell you how much trouble I got into when I was young because I really was into TV shows and movies I wanted these fairy tale lives or these sitcom lives watching different strokes and movies like Grease and and sitcoms like The Facts of Life these girls were going on dates they was putting on Love's Baby Soft and putting pink curlers in their hair and putting on fluffy cashmere sweaters and and Brad or Keith was coming to pick them up and they they was going to eat pizza and, and share soda with two straws in the same glass and they got dropped home at a reasonable time, and you know what? I wanted that life. But when you raise a community of young ladies who are taught that that's just TV and that's corny and that's stupid, then you end up with the bullshit. That's when you end up with the urban novels. You end up with the the coldest winter ever, in, in, instead of you know a, a fairy tale story. So, um, I'm drinking this wine and it's feeling good. Again, I just feel like we need to teach our daughters how to date, what an official date is. Um, instead of making your girls afraid to talk to you about love and sex and romance, your daughters should be able to come to you when a boy likes them even if they are as young as 13 and the reason why I keep mentioning the age of 13 because I feel like that's the age when I pop that's when I blossom and I was like a full ripe fruit getting ready to fall off the tree yes I was just a big old juicy peach out here and i was right for the picking and these men were ready but i couldn't talk to anybody in my family about that because then i would be accused of being fast or i would be accused of being too grown we also need to teach our daughters again that just because a man makes you feel good that it ain't necessarily love and also let me stop putting everything on our girls i want men to be accountable too teach your boys that young girls are not play things that sex shouldn't always be the end game or the goal teach your your young men to respect the young ladies that they grow up with the young ladies in their neighborhood their classmates get to know a young lady her likes her dislikes her tastes her interests one thing i will say about this new generation i think they're calling them okay i was generation x Then you had the millennials. What is this, Generation Z? I think they're calling them Gen Z. That's all these kids that were born in like the, maybe the mid-90s to the early 2000s. Gen Z, I want to applaud them. They got their shit together. They are emotional. You know, a lot of them are basket cases, but because they're so emotional, there's a lot that they won't accept as far as garbage and nonsense there's a lot of shit that they're not having and they are out here dating you know one of the things that i fell in love with with this generation i thought it was so cute this thing called a promposal when you want to invite somebody to a Uh, The prom, or you know, the school dance, or whatever, and you do this big grand gesture. To me, that shows chivalry, romance. It's showing young men and young women what dating is all about. I'm seeing all of these proms, with you know, I've heard people say these kids are spending all this money on the prom, and for what? For what? Because it shows them this is what it is. This is what dating is like. You are supposed to impress your lady. That's right, put on a nice suit and a nice pair of shoes, some good cologne, pop up in a limo with a bouquet of flowers and a cassage and make sure that she has the night of her life. That's what dating is. People liking each other, Having great times together, getting to know each other, not just sneaking and geeking and fucking and getting pregnant and falling apart and getting in trouble and scared to talk about it and afraid to tell. No, again, we need to learn how to date. Now we're going to fast forward into adulthood, going back to my beautiful cousin Pam. She says it, even in our 40s, date them all. Date them all. Like my aunt told me, can't put your eggs in one basket until you got something solid. I mean super solid, but you feel like this man is everything. He does everything for me. He is a provider, a protector, a lover, a friend. Date. I'm dead serious. And we gotta stop being afraid to tell men that we're dating. They don't need to know all your business. They don't need to know numbers. And what's this shit about body counts? We gotta stop that type of slut shaming too. There's no reason why any man. Unless he is doing a survey for medical research purposes. Or your gynecologist who fears that you are in some sort of danger. There's no reason for any man to be questioning your body count. I don't even like the way that sounds. And that's something that I feel that young black women get locked into as well. Worrying about body count, you know, numbers because men are saying if you've had sex with more than two men in your life, you're trash. Like where is this coming from? I don't know where it's coming from, but it needs to stop. And I mean really teach our Boys and girls to date Like didn't I feel like Okay I went to Catholic high school And by the time I got there They had a class if I'm not mistaken Called marriage and family But it was like almost Over in the 90's When I got there and it shouldn't be over They should have Marriage and family classes They need need to be more School dances and Um Honestly, date nights. Because no matter what, you're not going to stop these hormones. You're not going to stop development. You are not going to stop these young men from having eyes and emotions and feelings and liking these young ladies. Well, this world that we live in now, you're not going to stop these young men from liking other young men and these young women from liking each other. But... I digress but either way we should be taught that it's okay and it should be explained to us how to handle these feelings and emotions when we are involved in it not just sit down close your legs don't fuck don't come home pregnant so again i'm enjoying this wine and these are things that i wish Someone had told me when I was young. Cause I'm telling you, when I was coming up, boy, we were just winging it. We were, honestly, the young women in my age group. Again, us late seventies babies to early eighties babies, we were just the, the the products and living off the tail and of our mothers' mistakes. I gotta be real with you. It's like whatever our mothers did, we either did it too, or We tried not to do it, but we were not taught how not to do it. Whether it was getting pregnant by no good ass men or locking ourselves down with men that we had no business being with like that. It's just something that we got caught up in. And I want us to stop being that way. Teach your daughters that love is a good thing. Like is a good thing. Teach your sons to respect women, to date women. It's like we are not animals. We shouldn't just be running around out here, you know. What I, would you know, what they said with your dick in your hand. Don't don't make, don't make me leave it with a foot in your ass. Like it, it shouldn't be that way. And everything shouldn't be about looks either. I feel like that's something that goes on in a lot of communities, black, white, choosing a young lady because she's the cutest or the prettiest. Not saying that you shouldn't have choices. And date who you want. But I feel like a lot of times there are a lot of good people who get shunned because they are not the popular choice. And especially in this social media age, oh my God. I try to imagine who I would be if I were a teenager right now, and honestly, I probably would be one of those emo teenagers crying about everything and saying that looks don't matter because I don't think I'd be able to keep up with these little young women that's out here now. I didn't get my nails done for the first time until I was in maybe 11th or 12th grade. I'm seeing young ladies out here now getting their first full set in 6th, 7th grade um lashes hair done every week you know going to the dominicans every week or you know full lace fronts fresh braids all the time shit i don't even get my hair done i can count on my hair how many times a year i actually go to a salon or let somebody do my hair professionally but again i digress when it comes to dating we also need to teach our young men and women open your eyes it's a lot of good people out here they might not have been the prettiest i shouldn't even say that you know let me sip this wine that's so ugly to say but you know where i'm going with it okay let's talk about it in my day These are the people who were the most sought after. The light skins and the light eyes. And don't have good hair too. And you know what I mean by good hair. Don't give me that shit about there's no such thing as good hair. You know exactly what I mean. The slick hairs. The ones um, that could pass the pencil test. Pass a pencil through their hair and it just slip right on down. Those were the people that were most sought after. And I feel like a lot of us other women were left behind because that wasn't the norm not even that it wasn't the norm but that wasn't the popular choice or you know there was a how can I say an imbalanced balance of women who look like me chasing behind the light eyes and the light skins and the slick hairs and men who look like, you know, the the, 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 the dark-skinned men, the dark skin good-looking, beautiful men, chasing behind all the light skins. So that's why I say it was a, an imbalanced balance, but either way, the choices were poor. They were based on terribly outdated notions of what black beauty is, you know, Things were very superficial And again I admire this generation Because they don't seem to be that way I am seeing some of the most wild Of looks I'm seeing young people with piercings And tats And all different colored hair And all type of shit And they just out here loving each other And dating and exploring new worlds Like one thing I will say I'm seeing with this new generation they knew They do know how to date And I do admire them, and I'm proud of them. I'm looking at young people booking flights before their 21st birthday, going on vacations together. I couldn't imagine that. Shit, at 21, you was lucky or happy if you still had a man come pick you up to take you to BBQs in a movie, you know? But again, I just feel like our girls need to be taught to date, and then even as women we shouldn't feel like because we're at a certain age that it's over, that we have to settle. Like, I'm 45, and I again, I have somebody. I'm crazy. Look, everybody know in, in my close circle, we call him the Batman. I call him the Batman because he rescues me. When I'm at my wit's end, and I'm as low to the ground as I feel I could possibly get, he is there to scoop me up and sit me down and he makes everything okay but you know what batman is not my husband and as much as i may like or love him i'm not so stupid that i would just close my eyes and my heart to i don't want to say other options but i'm not married and he's not married either and i and i told him this I've said as much I said you know Batman you can date other people if you feel like there's somebody else that catches your eye or you feel you have a better connection with them more interesting that is your right like this is something that we actually discuss as a couple or a, a, a situation whatever it is that we're doing but I feel good about that because I still feel like that's a part of dating another reason a lesson learned um Two years ago, or actually at the end of 2019, going into 2020, I was dumped by a man who promised to marry me. And I actually put all my faith and all my belief into this man. I closed my eyes to all options. Um, Even if it was just a general, like, a dinner invite or lunch with a guy friend, I was turning it down. Like, anything involving any members of the opposite sex, it was no, no, no. Because I have somebody. You know, we're getting ready to get engaged. What kind of shit is that? Not we're getting ready to get married. We're going to be engaged soon. I had a man that had me actually sitting and planning a wedding and I didn't even have a ring on. And this is a promise I made to myself that will never happen again. Never again will I put all my faith and all of my emotion into a man, especially at this age, because he promised me that one day, someday, he's gonna put a ring on my finger and we're gonna get married. Because that man is long gone, he ain't thinking about me, Look at me now. You know, I'm not in a a bad position as far as love and romance and dating. But I feel like locking myself down in a situation like that and just deleting all of my options and closing all my doors. it, It made it harder to recover when he did jump up and decide that he didn't love me anymore. That's something that needs to be taught in dating too, you know, all of this toxic shit it needs to stop you know we get all these memes and gifs about toxic relationships and being crazy you know what I'm guilty I plead guilty there was a point in my life where I thought that crazy was the answer you know yelling and screaming at men showing up at niggas houses when they wouldn't answer their phone threatening other bitches getting into it with other women over men I felt like hey that was the way it was the only way to earn your stripes out here with men and that the only way they would respect you is if you acted that Way, and after a while, it would work for something, and you'd end up married to one of these men, and you'd have a big old brick house somewhere in Jersey or a bed style that you couldn't afford, and you stay together until you were in your fifties, and then you do it again with somebody else. That's ugly. That's something that um, we need to unlearn as well. The toxic shit, or thinking that the man that you fight with the most or go through the most hardship with that that's the one and that you're a winner if you endure that kind of bullshit so again date them all and as far as like dating sites and apps and shit tasters my ladies gentlemen you're on your own with that i i have so many opinions about that shit but again that's another tasty topic for another day But I just want to close out by saying, again, we need to learn how to date, how to really love. I was talking to my boy Jay a few months back, and he was saying that he was frustrated by all of the commentary. You know, whenever you get on social media, it seems like black people are always complaining about love and, you know, how to to be and how to be and when it comes to love and when it comes to romance and what you should and shouldn't do. And he asked, he's like, are there other races? Like, you know, again, the other ethnicities, do they go through all of this? Do they sit around talking about the rights and wrongs in love all day? And I had to explain to him, I said, you know what, Jay? We are also the only race of people that for a long time had to be told that it was okay to love. You needed permission to be allowed To love and like and get married. So at this point, 2022, we still have training wheels on. We have a lot to unpack and unlearn. And it's a struggle and a learning process. But that's why I'm here. That's why we have the GIFs and the memes and the podcast. Because we are reaching out to each other. We're doing this for us Not for anybody else. We need this. It's either reach out to each other, post about it, talk about it, cry about it, or forget about it. And then love for us is over. What happens to black love if we just, you know, throw it all away? So anyway, this apothec inferno is starting to tickle me and i I feel good and i'm glad to feel good because i was feeling really bad earlier and i'm going to end this and no i do not have a never have i ever but i want to thank you all again all three of you for being my loyal listeners um Working hard to make improvements Actually I'm not, I ain't been working hard, I'm lying But I want to learn shit About this whole podcasting game And um, I want to Shout out two Sets of podcasts that I really love That actually inspired me to Do what I'm doing and be where I'm at right now If you don't already listen To Cocktails With Kiki and Medina, you need to Follow them on Instagram You can follow them on Spotify They're on all the Platforms. That's Cocktails with Kiki and Medina. And also Poor Minds says P-O-U-R-M-I-N-D-S with Lex P. Andrea. So listen to those podcasts after you finish listening to Tasty Topics. And um, tell me what you think. But again, those women have been my inspiration. And I'm going to keep this going. And I hope you enjoyed Tasty Topics Picks for today again i'm a day late and a dollar short but i'm going to keep it coming bye